0: all right guys welcome back to the educated homebuyer live where the goal is to help you buy right borrow smart and build wealth through real estate ownership and financing for those of you don't know my name is jeb josh isn't here tonight josh was here but josh isn't here now because we're still having audio problems for one reason or another only in this platform so he bailed out so that we can have a conversation talk a little bit about the market answer some questions maybe have some fun I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to last. really depends on how many questions we have. Um, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, so I know a lot of you guys are probably laying low with family, not really wanting to do real estate and that sort of thing, and I get it. Um, So we can have some fun and, and chat about whatever you guys want to chat about. So past week, didn't really see a lot of changes in the market as you guys are Probably aware if you're out there interest rates are kind of trading in that that range that they've been in over the last couple of weeks and not really a lot is likely to happen is likely to happen uh, for the foreseeable future until we get CPI in December and then obviously the Fed comes out the following day at which point likely to raise the Fed funds rate probably 50 basis points just based on uh, you know the probability readings out there with the Fed and all of that at the moment so that's really what's happening in the real estate market, you know, reports with, with regards to existing home sales, uh, pending home sales, all slowing down. It's that time of the year. You know, we talk about it, seasonality, seasonality, cyclical market, all of that good stuff. So it's slowing down, but what we're going to do is answer some questions. So um, we don't have any. So should I sell my house? Darlene, I don't know if you should sell your house. Where's your house located? Why are you selling? what's the goal? What's selling? Are you going to move something else? Are you going to buy um, something in the future? Are you going to rent? Um, what are you going to do in the meantime? I think those are questions that you have to ask. I think those are questions that you have to ask yourself um, rather than just you know, asking the question of, of, of whether or not you should sell your property. So let's see here. What's up, Matt? How are you, buddy? Thanks for joining. Throw that up on the screen there. Appreciate you being mm-hmm. here. We didn't do the normal intro tonight with the music. We were just going to hop on live and and have a conversation. But for whatever reason, again, Josh and I cannot communicate. Um, It's it's crazy. We were able to film some stuff earlier in the week and uh, no problems. And then all of a sudden tonight, same issue. All right. Where's the other old guy? I love that comment. The other old guy is sitting um, probably on his couch. You know, scrolling his phone. He probably eating. He likes to eat. That guy. You know that old that old guy. No, um, he was on the show, um, and I had to kick him off right before the st- the, the start because we we couldn't have a conversation uh, and have a conversation uh, just because the audio for whatever reason on our side um, wouldn't communicate. So having some issues there, but all is good. So platinum black. What am I having for Thanksgiving dinner? it's a really good question so typically i would have turkey and you know mashed potatoes and that sort of thing but right now i have a sick kid who isn't feeling well he is throwing up he is uh in bed and not doing well my wife's obviously at home taking care of him and assuming he feels that way tomorrow we're probably not be not going to be going to her parents and probably going to be staying home which really brings the question of what we're going to have for thanksgiving dinner at that point, I, I don't know, uh, probably some fast food from somewhere because I'm not sure, um, you know, we're in a position unless we go early tomorrow morning to to get something to cook. So probably not going to happen, but, hope, but hopefully he feels better. We're able to go and all is well. Uh, let's see here autumn autumn says live in Connecticut Connecticut within an area with a little with little housing considered affordable we put our house in today and already have six showings scheduled hoping something pops up for us but if not we will stay with family so uh good for you um six showings scheduled already that's awesome so congrats to you um hopefully hopefully it all works out for you Autumn, we missed it last year due to your daughter being sick. Yeah, no, it's it's no good. You know, he's been he's been laying down all day, so hopefully he starts to feel better. My choice of drink on this right at the moment it's water. I'm I'm drinking water. So I played golf. I just came from the golf course, and um yeah, just trying to stay hydrated here to have a conversation with you guys for a little bit. Does, does FHA allow a cosigner if the cosigner already has Ten Fannie Mae loans. So that's honestly a Josh question. I don't know the answer to that. So FHA would typically allow a cosigner um, because they they allow you know cosigners on loans. So um, but when you have so many loans with say Fannie Mae or or what have you, t- typically what happens is say like a Fannie Mae might limit you from getting another Fannie Mae loan just because they don't want to have so much exposure with one particular client one particular borrower and therefore they'll you know they won't do them now with that being said i know there's ways around this so i don't know if fha says hey listen if you have 10 we won't allow a cosigner so i, I don't actually have the answer for you uh back in the days when i actually did loans i had a client that owned like 75 properties and he at the time that he was getting loans he was limited per per different and per, her different institutions, different banks. Um, It wasn't Fannie Mae. It was banks that were limiting him on the number of loans he could have with that particular bank. Um, And and my understanding is that's more of what it is versus Fannie Mae, but I could be wrong. So, But we'll uh, we'll ask Josh when he's back next week. Is there a standard or common percentage rate decrease you can get a seller to buy down in a purchase? Not sure if an investor loan makes a difference or not. So is there a common or standard rate in rate decrease you can get a seller to buy down in a purchase? So I think a like 1% of the purchase price typically buys you down about a quarter percent in the interest rate. So... You know, depending on how much you're trying to buy it down, you're going to request that many points in order to do it. Now, you might be limited in in what a lender may a lender may allow with regards to to seller concessions. Um, or more likely, the case the the seller is only going to give you so much to go towards credits. Right? They're not going to typically, you know, give you more than you know. If if you're looking at say a, a $500,000 purchase price, they're not going to give you, you know, four or 5% off the purchase price towards a credit. I mean, at least that's not typically what they would do. So I would say that you're probably going to be limited in, in you know, a couple of points, which in, in turn is going to buy down, you know, anywhere between a quarter and half or three quarters of a point, depending on how much you you use towards that. So I'm not sure if that answers your question directly, but hopefully that helps. If you have a rental home with more than two hundred thousand dollars equity, would you recommend selling and doing a ten thirty one exchange for all commercial property apartment building? Um, it depends. I mean, like, why are you change, why Are you changing from residential to commercial? Um, you know, I don't know. In doing a ten thirty one, I think I don't think there's any issues going from residential to commercial, um, but. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, I know it has to be a like type property. Um, so when you go from residential, I I don't know if it has to stay residential or if it has to be commercial on a 1031, but assuming you can do it, I, I would say what's the reason for for wanting to to sell and and do the 1031? You know, is it, one a better investment over the other? And if it is and it makes sense financially, then then sell and make the move. If it doesn't, um, you know, Josh would say the numbers never lie. So look at the numbers on your rental property. How much does it bring in? You know, um, and what's the commercial property going to bring in? And, and what's the potential of that commercial property? So um, not really a clear cut answer, but those are the things I would think about if I were making that decision. uh kim i did not run those numbers prior to getting on the show i will do it while we're here on on uh on the show um while i'm chatting here just to, i'll pull them up in in a minute uh, but i don't have them right in front of me at the moment so joshua says house hunting with my partner unmarried i own a home already and make 150 thousand. dollars she's a first-time home buyer and makes 45 thousand. can we qualify for down payment down payment assistance because of her or do i preclude us both west palm beach uh, or West Palm Florida so typically speaking you're going if you're going on with a first-time home buyer um, if there's any sort of down payment assistance programs if you're going on and you've owned a home within the last three years or currently own a home you're going to more or less void that opportunity I think for any buyer looking for down payment assistance because you're on the loan um, now if you weren't on the loan and she could qualify by herself then which case she could be able to get that but I think because you've owned a home because you've owned a home, then then the down payment assistance thing's not going to work. Platinum Black, how localized are real estate agents? Wife and I want to buy an OC, but could be anywhere from HB to Mission Viejo. Seems like a big area to be knowledgeable about. So, um, I would say most agents in Orange County know Orange County decent, not not most, a handful know Orange County well, um, I'll, I'll give me for example, right? So I'm in Huntington Beach, 70% of my business is done in Huntington Beach. Now the other 30% is done all over the place, right? It might be in Mission Viejo, might be in Irvine, might be in Lake Forest, might be in, you know, uh, Costa Mesa, Fountain Valley, wherever, right? And the reason I'm all over the place is because my business is primarily relational referral. So you know, people refer me to friends, family, and they, they might be looking at a different area. I'd be looking at a different area. Um, with that said, I've sold property in, um, in Huntington or in Orange County for, you know, better part of 15 years um, all over Orange County. Doing, you know, from foreclosures to everything else. And so when I was doing foreclosures, they just gave you property, you know, in Orange County, some outside of Orange County. So you learn these different areas, these different markets and what have you. So with that being said, I know Orange County really well. Now, if you wanted to buy in San Diego, I'd be like, I I can't help you there. I'd refer you to somebody else. But Orange County, you know, you can find agents here locally that know all of the little subsidies are, you know, from say Huntington to Mission Viejo or what have you, pretty pretty well. Just because, you, you, I mean, most agents aren't just stuck in one city. They're they're traveling. They're they're showing property in, in different areas. And after you've been doing it for a long time, you know these other markets almost as well as as the city you live in. So, if you need an agent, reach out. If you need an agent, reach out. Happy to help, uh, Mikel. Capital grants is cash flow. Let's see here. So you're looking, you do it for cash flow. So if the commercial property brings in better cash flow, and you can 1031 it, and you can find that commercial, sure, why not? As long as you know the the 1031 selling that property and rolling it over is not going to um, affect you in any way with regards to the capital gains laws, then sure. If if it all comes down to cash flow, always. Let's see here. Um, Question, it's official. This market will never cool off. House in my area sold for $100,000 more than comps in the area. So outdated. The realtor actually told me it had the original appliances from 1986. So where are you located, um, Orange Pulp? I'm interested in the market that you're in. Because most markets have cooled off, right? You're not seeing the crazy offers. I mean, in crazy offers, I mean, in fact, I, I mean, a little story here. Actually wrote an offer on a property this past week for a client, um, cash offer, two week close, strong offer, and we were one of three three offers on the property. I don't, did I tell this story last week? I don't think so. Um, and one of three offers on the property turns out we're we're basically the the not the highest offer. We're off by a couple grand, but we're pretty close. But my client's willing to come up in price you know, for the most part, um, and so I think we're probably going to be the strongest offer. Well, turns out. Client decides they don't want to sell the property for one reason or another. So they end up after getting three offers on the property in a couple of days, decide they don't want to sell. Why do they decide they want to sell? I don't know. Um, you know, I have my theories as to why that might be the case. But I mean, that particular property had three offers. Um, so some, you know, some properties are still moving. Some are taking a little bit longer. Uh, but yeah, it, it all depends on the market. But I'm interested in seeing when we get down. But I'm interested in seeing when we get down there to your question where. Where you're located what housing data led you to name tonight's live show of the housing market is ice cold no housing data at all just the thumbnail itself right um no the the, the market isn't I mean, here locally in my market is not ice cold. Um, talking to some agents across the country and in, in different markets, markets have slowed down considerably. Like I was talking to a buddy in Austin a couple of days ago, he's like, "Inventory here is crazy." Like, I forget the number of of, of homes that have um, how many more homes they have on the market. He's like, "The housing market here is is basically slowed down um, a lot," uh, and so that's essentially where where the the thumbnail the title comes from right it's it's got to be clickable Patrick can agencies or lenders offer to pay buyers mortgage payments for first paint for first months if they agree to buy first months if they agree to buy property at asking price any insights on this unusual selling tactic in today's market can agencies or lenders offer to pay borrowers mortgage payments I mean, a lender can't pay your mortgage payment um, unless they give you a credit, um, at which point you could use that money, um, you know, instead of using your money towards closing costs, which in turn means you're saving that money. And then you could pay your mortgage payment with with the savings or, or the, the the exchange there. Uh, but no, a lender is not going to allow, you know, a lender, a, a third party to... Um, come as part of the agreement to make your mortgage payment. In fact, a a lender can't give you any sort of um, money outside of, you know, credits in the actual um, deal. Uh, Otherwise, it's like a, it's a RESPA violation. So I think the easy answer to this is no. Um, Does it happen? Does it happen? I mean, I guess it could, but I, I don't see anything like that taking place. so orange pulp is in the philly burbs so orange pulp mentioned earlier if you guys didn't see it uh says house just sold for a hundred thousand dollars more than the comps in the area outdated um, and ask where it was philly burbs so looks like philly parts of philly are still still doing well All right, guys, we got no questions, we got some comments, Litecoin is pamping, Litecoin to the moon, no, 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 no coins to the moon, no, no, no coins, we're not talking coins, sorry. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see, no questions, guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, So let me know where you guys are watching from tonight, and what from tonight. And what you're having for Thanksgiving dinner. Do you stay at home? Do you travel? Is anyone traveling right now? I'm interested to know. Cause it's what the the biggest travel holiday of, of the years, what, today or tomorrow? Um, so interested to see if you guys are at home watching this, if you're on the road watching this. Probably not on the road, right? You're on nobody goes on vacation and watches this. Dalla oh, Dallas uh la la habra dallas uh let's see here do i have any real estate data in long beach i can pull uh data in long beach um i can't really do it while i'm on the show otherwise i'm off doing something else while i'm trying to have that conversation but i I, yes i can pull data on long beach um long beach is right here in my market i'm actually just going to pull up the inventory real quick for for here locally because i do it every week and Coming on the show, I didn't do it. So I want to be able to give you guys that information. Just give you guys that information. Just because we've kind of been keeping track of it every week. See where we are on inventory. So I'm interested to, to see where we are as well. So here in Orange County today. So last week we had like 3,550 homes or something. Today we have 3,301. So we dropped by about what, that's 200 or so. So that's what, seven-ish, eight percent, six, seven percent, somewhere in that ballpark from last week, inventory's down. And then here in Huntington Beach, 224. So that's about the same as it was last week, but Orange County inventory's down considerably week over week. So we got some people watching from Florida. Manuel is stuck in traffic on the eight, must be in San Diego, burbank stan put houston palm desert actually that's where josh is he's actually in ranch josh is he's actually in rancho mirage but he's out there redwood city uh, fed just said they will slow down that rate hike because of fearing the economy is hurting too much so i didn't get the fed i didn't get to be able to read the fed notes today um, it's something I, I actually wanted to take a look at uh, but I was on the golf course. And so I didn't get an opportunity to to look at that, but I am interested in hearing it. And I'm assuming that's what we're talking about here is is the uh, the level in which they had planned to raise the Fed funds rate. Um, they have may mention in the past that they were probably going to go higher than what they, their initial target was. And so today was going to, to tell whether or not that's still the case or that whether or not they were pulling back. Uh, Autumn, in general, if a house has been on the market more than three months, is there leverage for a potential buyer to offer less? If so, is there a general rule for how much? I would say absolutely. If it's been on the market three months, is there a rule? I don't think there's a rule. Um, I would say look at what um, I would say look at what houses around that house are selling for. Right? I mean, and and where are they listed initially? How much under that price are they selling? That kind of gives you an idea. Um, but at the end of the day, go with a number that you're comfortable with right? I mean, nobody wants to overpay for a property, um, but at the same time, there's there's got to be some middle ground, right? Um, between the seller and the buyer. So, you know, just because you're comfortable paying considerably less, just for an example, um, doesn't mean the seller is willing to accept it. So you got to find a number that you're comfortable with and a, a number that the seller is is willing to, uh, to go with. But again, I've talked about it before. Try to figure out the motivation of the seller. If you can figure out the motivation of the seller, you can make it, and sometimes you can make a better offer to, you know, tailor around what they're trying to accomplish and that might allow you to offer less on that property than you otherwise could because you're you're giving them something they need, giving them something they need, you know, um, you know, in addition to making an offer on the property. Sherry, my sister wants to buy a house, but it's still out of our price range. We are looking in Rosemead. What would you do? I lived in LA for 20 years. I would like a, a more slow pace area. So if it's out of your price range, there's not really a lot you can do. Um, you know, I mean, the recommendation is you've either got to save more money for the down payment. Um, you know, if your if your credit score isn't, perfect you you work on your your credit maybe get a help get a lower interest rate which will help you get a lower payment and in turn qualify for more home Um, or the other option is is you wait and and try to save more money or or you wait and rent until you know you figure out what if prices are going to come down at all now you can offer on the property but even that doesn't mean it's it's going to happen so it's going to happen so there's not really an easy answer there Um, if if it's out of your price range. Um, I'm assuming that means payment-wise, monthly payment-wise, or qualifying. And those two things are very difficult to fix without having more money to fix the problem. So hopefully, I know that doesn't really give you the answer you probably want to hear, but that's that's the best I got. Um, Let's see here. If I could live anywhere in Orange County where and why um, Orange County anywhere in Orange County where would I live and why? Uh, I would probably live in Corona del Mar um, just because I like I like the neighborhood. I like to be able to walk to different restaurants, different bars um, I like the architecture of, of, of a lot of the houses uh, close prices. Uh, close proximity to the beach still. Close proximity to the freeway. Um, yeah, that's probably where I'd live. I think so. Uh, logical thinkers throwing me a property here that uh, 3630 Falcon Ridge. 3630 Falcon Ridge. Let's check it out and, and asking. I mean, this is going to be difficult to do on the phone. I mean, on the computer without actually getting some information. So is this... See here. I'm I'm just re I'm reading some remarks. Make sure I'm not missing anything. All right, so it's it's a zero lot line, so you actually have a shared shared wall with a neighbor. Um, home has twenty year solar panels um, attached that the buyer has to assume the that the buyer has to assume the contract. That's never a good thing uh t- t- so is this a an example of of a home that's depreciated what was the question is this an example of a home that prices is decreasing 10 to 20 percent i don't know i mean was that was that house selling for for considerably more than i mean it doesn't really look like it's uh Sorry guys, I'm actually going to look this up now. I'm going to do some research here real quick. See if I can find something similar that sold. Let's see. Probably going to lose lose everybody here while I do this, but we're going to try to we're going to try to work it out. All right, here we go. Falcon Ridge. All right, so so no, not at all. Um, so you've got so that one is a 3 2. Um, that is what was that 3615? Was that the one I was looking up? 3630. Okay, so 3630, 3630 Falcon Ridge 825. Okay, so that's a three bedroom three bath um 1664 square feet so there's currently one pending right now for 824 it was on the market for 18 days uh you've got uh let's see here one one that sold on black black forest that was a 32 um 1567 square feet so priced a little bit more but i mean it, it sold at eight eight what 860 then you've got one under contract at 8 dollars 40 or the listing price was 840 it's under contract you got one that sold on black pine for 855 um and these are all recent i mean these are not you know the one the one on black pine closed october 14th so you see one selling for 824 i mean that's what twenty thousand less than that property thirty thousand less and we don't know you know um, where it's actually going to sell so no it's definitely not a 10 to 20 percent price difference not even not even close um, unless I'm missing something but no those were comps I just pulled them up as we were watching that do foreclosures need to be purchased with cash um, some do um, if you purchase them on the courthouse steps they need to be cash. Um, or you need to have access to cash somehow, right? I mean, you could get a hard money loan, you could do whatever to to be able to get the money, but yes, uh, if you purchase it from the MLS, where it's a foreclosure and foreclosure, and as long as it's livable, you can get financing on those properties. Question, what do you think happens with prices moving into this next spring? Seems like by then there's a chance the rate hikes stop and there's a chance inventory could spike seasonally. I think you're going to see more property on the market in the spring. Um, Typically, that's you know that's a time when people do sell property. So I mean, regardless of what happens um, with seasonal, I mean, with interest rates or whatever, you're going to see some more property come to the market. Now, does that mean a huge increase? I don't know. I I think a lot of it depends on what happens with interest rates. I think if interest rates uh, pull back a little bit. You could see more more people moving around, right? Some more migration, if you will. You know, those buyers that were maybe thinking about moving, still making that move. Um, first-time home buyers, assuming they can qualify with lower rates, are going to probably buy. I think the people that... There, there's still people that want to own homes, um, believe it or, to own homes, um, believe it or not, even with int- higher interest rates. So I think if interest rates go higher, um, that's going to lock more sellers in place, right, and and keep them from selling property. You'll have some people that will need to sell for one reason or another, and higher interest rates could would would cause prices to con- to continue to go down. Uh, but I think a leveling off in price uh, interest rates is what's more likely to happen. Maybe a, a small pullback, um, in which case. I think you see a, some pickup in demand, but I, I don't know that it's going to be a huge um, you know, difference in, in the market in general. I think you just see more sideways kind of movement, and I think you're going to see that for for a while, uh, just because I don't think there's anything that's going to, to send a lot of inventory to the market. And at the same time, I don't think there's anything that's going to send interest rates down considerably to help with buyer demand and affordability. So I think you just kind of chuggle on for a little bit. Um and, and 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 with that, hopefully you get some wage growth and with that inflation comes down and you know helps with with people's buying power and and you know you kind of have a market a more normal market where you you know you get year over year appreciation somewhere in 2 3 4% range. Um I don't know what it looks like over the next couple of years So I think a lot, again a lot of it's going to deal with interest rates so we're going to we're going to know here in the next 2 3 months, right? Any areas of OC that are historically a little dodgy but are now on the upswing? Where are the deals in the OC? I don't know where the deals are. I'm looking for them. Uh, But no, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like Westside Costa Mesa used to be not a dodgy area but an area that you know, wasn't really uh, super desirable. This was ten years ago. Um, while well, East Side Costa Mesa is super desirable. A lot of restaurants, a lot of shops you walk around, just a lot of revamping and what have you. Over the last ten years, we've seen, you know years we've seen, you know a re the West side be regentrified, if you will, um, new new construction, um, you know, more young families coming in, that sort of thing. And with that, you've seen, that market start to go up and, and continue to rise for a while the deals were in west side now i mean can you still do it sure um and i think over time that's still going to be a very desirable area and it's going to continue to improve uh, but i don't know that there's any deals out there in the market at the moment at least i'm not seeing them watching from new york um happy thanksgiving to you as well appreciate you watching I need a realtor that is familiar with Rosemead. Message me, I I have a laundry list of agents. In fact, just closed two different uh, transactions this week of people that I referred out of state. Um, One in uh, New Mexico, I'm sorry, one in, I'm sorry, one in Arizona um, and uh, New Mexico was last month. One in Arizona and one in California northern california so um yeah so happy to refer you send me send me a message in fact if you need a referral you can click on or go to that link there below and it'll put you um in touch with someone directly let's see Uh, kim is asking about oc would you say that lately in orange county no major deals are coming up could we kind of we just yeah more or less we just talked about that yeah not i'm not really seeing a lot of deals at the moment um you know no no true opportunities where i'm like that's a deal are single family homes with an adu selling faster or normally as before property is vacant so adus properties that have adus that have adus properties that have large lots uh, where you could build an ADU and it wouldn't take up the entire lot. Those properties are going to continue to sell well. Um, they're going to sell fast, and they're likely going to sell close to the asking price um, when they're when they're listed properly. Um, maybe even above the asking price because the whole ADU thing is is a big thing. It it. You know, it adds on um, the opportunity to rent it out. It adds the opportunity to, to have a family member, somebody live there, you know, Airbnbs, all these different opportunities and a lot of investors and a lot of people buying single family homes want that opportunity. So those homes will continue to do very well. So Renee, Renee won the Powerball. Is that what, is that what we've, we've determined here? Is that, is that the congratulations? Yeah. Um, should I pay off my rental property, which I own three of, which I own three of them, or should I buy more rental property as down payment for the money I saved? What is your advice? So my my question would be, why would you pay off the rental property? Um, you know, I mean, if they're cash flowing now, you're happy with the cash flow, and you can buy another property, and you have the money down, and that property is going to make sense financially, it's going to cash flow. Then I like the idea of using leverage and, and buying more real estate. Now, some people are the other side of it and rather have no mortgage at all and, you know, be completely risk-free and, you know, just bring in more cash flow on that property. It really depends on, you know, your goals um, with what you're trying to accomplish. But, I mean, again, we'll go say the numbers never lie. See what makes sense to you. Um, but again, if the numbers, if it pencils out where you could buy an investment property, it cash flows, I just feel like long-term owning more real estate is going to ultimately... Um, Help you build your net worth. Um, You know, paying down that one, real estate's going to bring in more cash flow. Real estate's going to bring in more cash flow every month. Um, But that, you know, adding that additional property, assuming appreciation, um, you know, if we see the same thing we've seen historically, which is around 4.5% nationwide over 65 years, owning that additional piece of real estate is going to help um, grow that net worth. Is it legal uh, for your real estate agent to ask you, the buyer, to have your attorney have the seller's attorney to release the money to the seller to help re- Okay, I'm completely confused here. Is it legal for your real estate agent to ask you, the buyer, to have your attorney, have the seller's attorney release the money to the seller to help relocate to secure another property? I don't understand the question, and I'm just going to say no because um, why would you release money to the seller ever until a deal ever until a deal is closed, and or unless it was part of your original agreement that you were going to release that money. Um, you know, different contracts in different states work different ways, but here in the state, the state of California, you put an earnest money deposit into escrow. That money is in escrow um, until until you close on it, right? It's never released to the seller at any point unless you make that part of your original offer, which most people don't. I would say out of 100 offers, that might happen once. I mean, I've never had a client release money up front early in a transaction. So um, and I'm not sure why you would do it um, unless you've already agreed to it in the contract for, for whatever reason. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, but I didn't, I didn't get the gist of it. Do you think that LA County specifically, Inglewood, has the most appreciation potential in Southern California area with the SoFi Stadium? And you know, I don't know if it has the most appreciation potential, but it's got its def- potential. But it's got it's definitely got potential. Um, I feel like, I mean, the real potential, honestly, was was before they announced SoFi, right? Uh, because those, you know, once they announced it, you had it. It brought prices up considerably at that point and so you've already seen them move i don't know if you're going to see them can continue to move more because of of the new clippers arena too but i would imagine people want to be in and around that area so it's going to help property values uh but i can't say it's the biggest or most but i think that area will continue to do well um because of of the re-gentrification and and all that stuff around the game So can sellers offer to pay buyer's mortgage payment for six months if the buyer agrees to pay full asking price for the property? No. You can ask for a credit to to use that money for what you want to use it for, but the uh, making the buyer make the mortgage payment isn't going to fly. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the mortgage is in your name right so um it's just going to be structured based on you're going to ask for money towards closing costs so when you make a full price offer and you ask for 6 months uh, of your mortgage payment that's not a full price offer just so we're just so we're clear so say your mortgage payment's $3000 a month say it's a fi- like we're just making up numbers here but say it's a $500,000 purchase price th- your payment's $3000 a month you want 6 months of your 3000 covered that's $18,000 so essentially that that seller is giving you an offer or that seller's netting four eighty two out of that deal um, and not 500000 because they're giving you a credit for the 18000 which you can use towards your closing cost. You can use it to, to, to pay your mortgage. You can use it to do whatever you want. Um, but I don't think uh, you can write it into the contract that the buyer is going to pay your mortgage payment. I've never seen it. last time i posted on live my whole my house address am i not allowed to do that i think you're allowed to do that why would you why would you want to put your house address on here though um but sure go for it we'll find out put it up there and we'll see if it it allows it i think i think um i think it would allow it was that an example of a tenant from cops earlier this year? Earlier this year, homes in the neighborhood were selling for nine hundred to a million. So let's go back and look. Let's go back and look. So you also have to make sure that the homes you're looking at uh, were were also attached. Um, so. Yeah, so there's a couple. Yeah, so there's a couple that that sold close to a million um, back then. Um, But I don't know the condition of those versus the one that you sent me. Hold on one second here. I'm going to pull it up. It looks fairly, yeah, Hold on, and I'm also gonna pull up a map because the map matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, potentially, right? I mean, it just depends, like how comparable some of those properties were, but it looks. Like if you if some of these sold for say a mil- some of these sold for say a million, right? You saw that one sold for a million um, in seven days in April, uh, and now you're but that property had a view, so that doesn't. I don't think that, and that's the thing is some of these have views and some of them don't, so I don't know. It's it's that and obviously that's going to add to the value of the property and honestly it's a little difficult to do this on the phone but I mean it looks that properties are selling quite a bit below where they were then uh, but again that view means a lot and I know some of those homes have awesome views up there so I'd have to click through each one of these things to do that which at the end of the show I'm willing to do um, if we get through some of these questions and we can we can take a look at it so let's see here um. Happy Thanksgiving. And chatmates, happy Thanksgiving to you. Platinum Black. Grew up in Costa Mesa. That's what you were thinking about. See, we're on the same page. Let's see. Yeah, I yeah, I see the same thing. Platinum, I see the same thing. Always buy the biggest lot and have lots of street parking. Then add the ADU like... Like, two alley lots can access, more access. Sure, sure, I, I guess. I'm, I didn't understand that exactly, but yeah, by the big lot. Uh, here in La Habra, they've started to break ground for Olsen Homes, but I noticed lately it seems as though they have stopped with the project. Is that part of a slowdown, too? I have no idea. I, you know, A lot of these builders, I would assume, if they haven't broke ground on these projects, Um, even if they have, if they haven't started construction, they might halt it for a little bit, just if, if for a little bit, just if if they have the ability to do so, um, because of where the market is now, builders that are already in, you know, started building properties are going to finish them. Um, but yeah, I mean, is that part of the, I can't say for sure, you know, why they're not building them. Um, but that could be a reason just because of the market in general, Miguel. Yes, I am here on Thanksgiving evening because I said I would be. A couple hours ago, I was thinking I was going to cancel this, but I do what I say I'm going to do, and therefore I am here. So let's see here. Um, you may have discussed it before, but what is the most relevant when looking for available homes? Um, you know, I. I say the most reliable is getting a feed directly from a real estate agent because it comes directly from the MLS. Everything any other website is syndicated from different sites. Some sites like we'll, we'll say Zillow for example, Zillow doesn't get all of the pro- Zillow doesn't get all of the properties because Zillow once they became a broker, they um, you know, you had to opt in to allow if you're because now they were a direct competitor to other brokerages if you will. Um, you had to opt in to allow Zillow to see your, your properties on, on their website. Most people did it because it's an exposure thing, right? The more people that see it is a good thing. Some people said, no, I, you know, if, if, Zillow is going to be a competitor of, of us, we don't want our properties on there. Therefore they don't all show on there. But I would say Redfin has the prettiest site by far. um, In my opinion, the data is, it's all there. Um, Zillow is, is good as well, but I would say that the best place to get information is from an agent directly, just because that's, you know, it's coming directly from the MLS feed versus coming from the MLS feed, passing through another website like a Zillow or Redfin or realtor.com or one of those, and then going to you. So, but they all work. They all, but they all work. They all get the job done. Uh, any experience with builders, Richmond American Homes? No, have no idea who that is, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. No other question at the moment. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna share my screen. If logical thinkers still here. Logical thinker, if you're still here, let me know. Let me know. So we're gonna share this screen here in a second. If logical thinkers here, we're going to share the screen because we're going to look at the cops of the property sent over, and get an idea. Ah, but anyway. We'll answer some more questions. Do I have any client buyer questions? Do I have any client buyers in big techs? Any effects from recessions and layoffs? I do have clients that are in big tech. I have a couple of clients that work for Apple. Um, And um, last I know, he still has his job. He's an engineer, or yeah, an engineer, I guess is his title. Um, And he's still buying property. In fact, he bought two properties over the last year, and he's looking to buy more real estate. So, uh, But I'm, I'm sure... Some people are affected. I mean, there's a lot of tech jobs here in California. I don't know anybody personally that's been affected at the moment. What helpful tip have I learned recently? I learned how to cut a pepper. I was watching a TikTok video. and showed me how to cut a pepper. I didn't even want to learn how to cut a pepper. It just came across my feed. It was like one of these things you know, you learned when you were – 40 years old or whatever the 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 title, and hey, it was intriguing. So I watched it, and now I know how to cut a pepper. Imagine that. Cut a pepper. Imagine that. Uh, we answered that question. Logical thinker's not even here, so we're not going to do that. Not going to do it. All right, guys, what are we doing here? It's We're 45 minutes in. I'm just talking to myself. Since there's no chatter, this is kind of like mind-numbing that I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Mind-numbing. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Still here. All right. So here's what we're going to do. So Logical Thinker earlier asked a question about some comps. And so I'm going to put my MLS up on the screen right here, right? So that's MLS of the properties in that little pocket here. So we're going to go back. We're just going to do because we can. Because we can do this, we're going to do it. So so here's where I started, right? So if I go to residential, go to residential D. Oh man, I didn't want to do that. Let me go back to these properties. So he, I'm assuming he, maybe a she, logical thinker, could be she. This is the property you you asked about, right? Which is a three bedroom, three bath, 1,664 square foot property on a 48 100-square-foot lot, right? All right. And so what we would do is we would go back into criteria, right? Because that's a 3-3. We want to look at – we're just going to run three bedrooms just to see where they are. So we're going to look at three-bedroom properties. Um, I've already mapped it out because just to get an idea. But let's see where this property – if there's a community on it so it doesn't have a community or a subdivision so i just mapped it out right so i took this little top part here right and assume based on the zoom, based on the way these communities are built in some of these places that all of these are going to be similar style properties i don't know that to be certain but what i did is i went in here and put property attached yes because we know that the property is attached based on the information that i read earlier right so now we're looking at these properties. So we've got, how many results do we have? We have, um, we got 10 results. These are the 10. Um, and I went back uh, 360 days. So that is until this time last year. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to see if we're seeing a 20% decline on some of these properties. So first thing we would do is we would go back to these results and we would find the property that we were initially looking at on uh, Falcon Ridge, this one, right? And we look at the photos. So we go through the photos and we say, okay, curb appeal is decent. Front of the property of this one, two different garage doors, two different garage doors. I guess it doesn't really make a big deal, but you know, it looks better when it's all the same. Uh, Looks like a little pool in the back on this property, if that's what I'm looking at. Um, Balcony in the back, upgraded, Pictures suck, by the way, so whoever, I'm, we're not gonna list the agent, but their pictures are awful. Uh, but nevertheless, looks like it's been upgraded. Not super recent, but it's decent. Bathroom, you know, could use some love, but looks to be, is that carpet on the floor? Or, if that's okay, so like some sort of laminate flooring on it. Um, so we have an idea of what that property looks like, but we know that it doesn't really have a view, right? It has the pool in the backyard um, instead of a view. So now let's go look at some other properties that have uh, sold in that community just to get an idea here. So let's go, let's go. Are we still streaming? Are we still good? Yeah, we are. Okay. I got too many screens open, guys. Sorry. So now what we're going to do is we're going to look at these properties. So let's look at the one that sold for a million dollars. When did that sell? So the one that sold for, let's pull this out just a little bit. So, the one that sold for a million bucks is this one right here on Vista Glen. Sold in April, April 19th, right? It's a 3 2, 1567 square feet. So, it is a little bit smaller than the 1664. It's a thousand square foot bigger lot, right? So, that's pretty substantial when you're talking 4,800. So, it's about 20% larger um, on, on, almost 20% than this one. So 4,800 looks to be the smallest lots up there, right, if you look at these. So the one that we were looking at is on a smaller lot, Falcon Ridge, okay? Um, We know that one sold on a similar solid lot, 1442 square lot, 1442 square feet, sold for 860 back in July. But let's look at the million one because that's really the, where you see the big price difference. So now if we go look at this particular property, um kitchen is older in fact the whole thing needs to be completely revamped in the inside compared to the other one so this is a completely different style property needs a, a full remodel on the inside but this is what you're buying right you're buying the view or that's what most people are buying is that view so you look at you know so you got a thousand square foot bigger lot but you get to look at that, right? And so, what is that worth to someone? Worth a hundred thousand dollars? Maybe um, for the right person. So, but it looks—I mean—but the, the house needed a, a full remodel. But it started at nine fifty, sold for a million in seven days. It was a trust sale, um, and it was a VA VA buyer that bought that property. VA buyer that bought that property. So that, that's one example, right? We know that that is not the same property as the one on Falcon Ridge because of the view. Um, but there's some pros and cons to each. But look at this one. Let's look at this one. This one sold for $9.99, which is also considerably more. But these And this one closed in May. Now, this one looks a lot nicer on the outside. Um, inside... It's been updated at some point, but not super recently. This one, nice pool, Definitely a bigger yard than the other one, um, which is probably, I mean, I would think, what is this? 8,160. Excuse me. So that's like 3,500 square feet larger on the lot size. So that's probably. So. That's probably why that property sold for quite a bit more, right? It's a it's an entirely – it's a much different property because of the lot size compared to that other one. So, yes, looking at the two, the values have definitely gone down, but not nearly um, as much because of, of the different – the factors there. But let's go back and like – so this one sold in April. That one sold in May. Is there anything else that sold like at the beginning of the year that you can – Everything else sold after July, but like, so you could see as early as like June, hold on, June. Okay, so that one came on in June, the one for, that we're talking about now. Um, then you've got July, like, you know, that one sold in July for eight twenty nine. Uh So, yeah, I mean, property values have definitely gone down, but I don't think it's 20% not even close uh, just because of the differences in those properties the differences in those properties but what price did they start at so this one started at a million right so why hasn't it sold it started at a million bucks so you tell me would you like that property at a million bucks or one that has a four you know a three four thousand square foot larger lot um for for the same price right it looks like when they tried to price it in um in june or july they tried to price it higher um than the last closed comp and clearly that didn't work so but we could continue to do that and go back and forth but we don't really have all the information there so hopefully that's helpful um you know and and that's how i would look at it but i definitely think i mean obviously the values are lower uh do i see any first-time home buyer opportunities soon what's like i guess my question is what do you see as an opportunity like what's an opportunity to use a first-time homebuyer like what's the price point? Like what are you looking for in a property? I, it's not property. I, it's not not just a black and white answer saying yes or no. Um, I think there there could be some opportunities, but it's in different. It's going to be in different price points, in different you know types, styles, and cities, and all of that good stuff. So potentially, but I um, I more question like what do you see as an opportunity? Like what does that mean when you ask that question? So why is my house not selling? Where is your address? Like what are we talking about here? Ruby. Is that your house? Was that your house, Ruby? That wouldn't be good, would it, if we talked about your house. But I can tell you that one house could improve everything a million times by changing the photos on it. Just the photos alone make the house look like crap. It makes it look dark. It. I mean, it might be dark, but... If you don't get anybody there to look at it, you, nobody's going to buy it either. So um, you could start with with changing the um, you could start with with changing the photos on it. What do Black Friday deals look like for houses? Um, <laughs> you know, making an offer and getting it accepted at a price that you're comfortable with would be a, a Black Friday deal if you can make it happen. So um, you know that deal is going to be different for uh, for for each person. Um, if you will, but I don't. I don't know that anybody does. Blacks. Sp- Maybe somebody does a, a discount for the day to see if they can sell it. I don't know. I've heard of people talking about it, but I've never actually seen it happen. Um, entry level four to five hundred thousand. No, not for a single family home. I, I don't see that happening here in Orange County, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't see homes like in Huntington Beach where I am now. Uh, you, there, there aren't single-family homes at this point under, I would say, 800, 850. I mean, for a while, there was nothing under, like, a million bucks. Now, you can still still get some stuff in the eight. You can find some houses in the eight. They need work. Uh, But anything under eight doesn't really exist here locally. Now, you know, the further east you go, uh, closer to the desert, um, you know, and I I say that desert being, you know, just – Using it for for point of reference, but the further east you go away from the coast, uh, the less expensive properties typically are. Um, but even then, I don't know. I haven't seen homes, a single family home, sell anywhere close to four or five hundred in a long time, and I don't think you're going to. Not in Orange County. Can I do a market analysis on Portland? I can't. I don't know Portland well enough to be able to do that. I have a buddy who has been says he's going to come on we were supposed to do this months ago i had to cancel on him and ever since then um he hasn't uh been back on but he knows the portland market well and i want to have him on because he's a smart i want to have him on because he's a smart dude and uh you know can have that conversation all right all right let's see what we got comments so um what we got 45 likes 113 people watching it's thanksgiving eve if you guys could do me a solid and hit that thumbs up helps me accomplish my goal of educating that's the reason i'm here is try to educate more people um, through the buying process and just to help make you a more educated home buyer um so hitting that helps me accomplish my goal helps the youtube algorithm helps all of that stuff um in fact i didn't mention at the beginning of the show but josh and i uh, posted the second part of the credit episode today um, on the podcast and the reason it was today is because his voice was bad. it was awful. he could barely talk. Um, so we, we had to film it um, or record it um, or record it uh, yesterday, which was after our, our normal release date just because of his voice. Uh, so we put it out today. It's good information. Um, the audio on my side's not great because it was recording from the wrong mic. So this is great. We always have technical issues. Uh, but nevertheless, it's good information is put out there. So check it out on the Educated Home Buyer. This is where we actually talk about how to improve your credit score and what that actually looks like. So check it out if you're, if you're into the podcast and you like that sort of content. I got two agents knocking my door last week saying they got cash buyers want to buy in my neighborhood. So weird. So here's the thing. Um, do they? Maybe. Perhaps they don't. Um, agents use that tactic as a as a marketing is a, a a lead generator, if you will, to try to get listings. Now, they might have a buyer that's a, a cash buyer um, that's truly looking in that neighborhood that wants to buy in that neighborhood. They also might buy in that neighborhood. They also might have a cash buyer looking for opportunities. And if you're a seller willing to sell at the price that they want to buy it, then they are a buyer. Um, otherwise, they might not be a buyer. Um, but what they what they're trying to do is just get more or less people to raise their hand to say I'm willing, yes I'm willing to sell my house. Um, at which point, you know whether their buyer is interested or not, they now know you're an interested seller and they can use that to try to get your listing and or sell it you know off market. So I I, I see it two ways. Um, it could be or it couldn't be. You know it depends on uh, on on how you're looking at it. I appreciate the 16 people that went in there and hit the thumbs up. It brought us to 61 from 45. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, um, not a lot of questions, guys. Not a lot of questions. It's going to be an early. Not a lot of questions. It's going to be an early night at this rate. We're at 601. What do we say? What do we say? Knock it out. Are we doing? Are we doing more time? Are we? Are we going to knock this out? here at at an hour Um, yeah platinum black yeah as would I Um, I would buy another one for sure if if you could have that but it's not out there at the moment unfortunately can you try and get the other old guy on uh, unfortunately the audio doesn't work. So I can have him on, but the problem is we can't talk. I can't hear what he's saying. Therefore, it makes a really difficult um, show when you can't hear the other person talk. So he's not going to be on tonight. But you don't have to give me a thumbs up for that. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's uh, it's that time. What are we doing? Beer selections for the holidays. Uh, let's see here. I favor Goose IPA. Any suggestions? You know, I'm not a big IPA guy. Um, they just make me feel like hell, uh, like super, like bloated feeling. So I, I'm more of a, again, I think you guys know, 805 drinker. Uh, lately, trying to do more wine that sort of thing, just because, um, again, the, the, the beer, the, just drinking too much of it during the holidays, just does not, does not bode well. Um, with waking up and feeling well, so I'm uh, trying to trying to back off the uh, the the strong stuff um, with the beer, but you know maybe sipping on some bourbon um, cocktail here and there, that sort of thing. But wine is wine is going to be my choice for the holidays. I think wine. Last night I had my client party, so every year I do a client party. Every year I do a client party for uh, current clients, for past clients, for. People that refer me business, each year the list continues to grow because more and more people are on that list, right? Because they're buying and selling properties with me, um, and even out of state clients that no longer live here still get the invite. And you know, I, we obviously know that many of them aren't going to come, but we invite them. So last year we had a really, last night we had a really good turnout. Um, and I, I give pies away, right? So I do a pie. A pie party. It's, it's, I call it a gratitude, uh, giving event, um, where I give pies out to my clients. And so I give them a pie every year. They get a choice between apple and pumpkin pie. And, and the reason we do it the Tuesday before so they can take it and use it on Thanksgiving and what have you. So t- every Tuesday, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving is the annual event. So this is the eighth year. Last night was the eighth year. And it starts at four and it goes till seven. And so we, we have, you know, wine and beer and food and we have it catered and all that stuff. And, Um, last night we didn't get out of there. We didn't get out of there until 1130 last night. So I have clients, some clients, uh, come at four and they stay for two minutes. They pick up a pie and they leave. Um, I have some clients that stay for 30 minutes and they'll sit and socialize, meet some new people and hang out for a little bit. then I have some clients that get there and stay there for five hours, six hours. And so, we drink, we talk, we have fun. And, you know, the kids are running around and my wife gets to meet people and all of that good stuff. And so uh, last night was a long night. There was a lot of wine consumed in that uh, six, seven, whatever, that nine hour span, seven hour, eight hour span from, uh, from well, from four really. So uh, seven hour span. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel better now at, uh, at six o'clock at night. So if you want to be invited to my gratitude gathering just become a client that's it that's all you have to do it's that easy it's that easy uh let's see easy uh let's see here but I try to do it oh I do do it every year Kim says if I wanted you to be my realtor would you take a job outside of OC I wouldn't be a good agent for you if you were in Long Beach sure right uh, but it really depends on where you are Kim I mean if you're if you're local um i've sold property all over the place but typically i'm not i wouldn't be your 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 best source but i can refer you to somebody that is equally as good um as i am in across the board that can help you so if you need that reach out uh let's see here we're gonna answer a couple more cali Creamen by mother earth brewery pairs perfectly with jeb's pumpkin pie so Josh, do you know Mother Earth Breweries? So the Mother Earth Brewery is actually in Kinston, North Carolina. Do you know that, Josh? Did you look that up? Is that how you got that? Seriously? I'm I'm being serious. Uh, but Josh is there. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, Josh came to the party for a bit and then he left and went to the desert. Uh, where was I going? I was going with this one right here. How would I find? How would I go about finding homes with sellers that have an FHA mortgage that I could uh, assume? Is there a special type of realtor for that? Um, no, there's not a special type of realtor for that. But what you need to do is, um, you know, most most agents these days, if their client has an FHA loan, they're putting it in the agent remarks so that other agents know. Um, but you know, if there's a property you like. Uh, And you have an agent, you can have your agent reach out to the other agent just to see, hey, maybe they have an FHA loan. Um, Sometimes it will show um, on title the type of, of, of loan that they might have. They might be able to pull it from title or title might be able to pull that information for you. Um, and give you a list of properties. So, you know, if there's a neighborhood that you want to buy in, if you're you're focused on a neighborhood, you can have your agent get you can have your agent get title records from you know their title person of everybody that has an FHA loan in that community. At which point, you know, you could um, try to figure out if 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 there's somebody in there that that's willing to sell. Uh, but with that, you've got to be able to bring in that that difference in in you know what the 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 seller owes versus what that home is selling for in order to assume that mortgage. Most people don't have that type of cash sitting around. So just make sure you understand how that works before you waste any time. All right. Um... Currently, do you have a lot of investors or residential home buyers? So I don't have a lot of investors um, buying property. Typically that's not my buyer. Um, most of my buyers are people looking for primary homes and/or second homes. Uh, you know occasionally I get investors looking for property, but I get investors looking for property, but majority of my bu- people are looking to occupy homes um, personally. All right, guys, what we're going to do here is I'm going to ask one more favor. That, if again, if you could hit that um, thumbs up, I would appreciate it. I am going to go be with my family. (coughs) I'm going to go relieve my wife from taking care of the sick child. And um, I'm going to go out. So, uh, this Friday, I actually post a video. It's going to be talking about renting versus buying. Um, so, if you're out there renting, pay attention to this. I talk about some things that you can do to maybe get your landlord to potentially lower your monthly rent if you're interested in doing that. Um, and when it makes sense, you know, in this market at the moment to rent versus buy, some things to think about. So, that video comes out on Friday. So, check it out. Check out the podcast. I mentioned that earlier. We talked about credit. Um, The second part of credit. um, The second part of credit. Next episode, next week, we're going to be talking about mortgages and getting mortgages and all of that good stuff. So check that out. Uh, But I do want to say I'm grateful for you guys showing up every single week, showing your support, asking questions, being here. I know many of you guys own homes. I know many of you guys aren't looking at the market to do anything at the moment, but yet you show up and it helps me. Um, by helping the algorithm and in turn it helps me accomplish my goal and i appreciate you for the guy you know i appreciate all you guys for that and i am grateful for that so thank you very much um, i get to do what i love to do because of you guys and for that i am thankful so thanks again and we will see you next week until then happy thanksgiving adios thanks for listening to the educated home buyer Want to connect with us or to a local expert in your area? Please reach out at theeducatedhomebuyer.com slash expert. If you found any value today, please be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. In addition, we ask that you share it with your friends and subscribe to us on YouTube and make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening.